like to learn more about our host, OJ Tokes, please visit his website, ojtokes.com. That is O J T as in Tom, O K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtokes.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is OJ Tokes. A few years back, Again, when I started teaching at a, a class for about a year, I had moved from Virginia. I was in Houston. I had been in Houston for a year, and I felt like God wanted me to be involved with a singles class. And, you know, I was praying that God would open the door, and nothing was happening. I was feeling like, you know, some people didn't want me to speak or whatever the case may be. I was feeling that way, but I kept trusting God, kept believing God, and a crack opened a crack got cracked, a little crack opened up. And I was began to teach in a class that not too many people went to that class. And, you know, but I, I, I was faithful. I did, you know, I did my part in the class for about six months. The class was closed. Then another door was open for me to be part of another singles class. So I began to teach in that class. Right when I began to teach in that class, there was a lady in the class. She, classy, attractive, carried herself well. Somebody that I would say is a strong, mature Christian. And I was supposed to gather with some people, and I knew that she was going to that gathering. And I didn't have a car at the time, and I reached out to her to give me a ride, and she was fine, no problem. She took me to the gathering. We all had a good time, and that was great. That was then. Later on, a few weeks later, I wanted to hang out with some people, and I needed a ride home. And I reached out to her, and she was like, fine, no problem. So we went out to hang out. You know, she took me to the hangout with the people. Then from there, she began to take me home. So when we left where we gathered on my way home, she said she wanted to do take care of something with her car. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, you can drop me home first, <laughs> then take care of the car. But I'm like, Tok, she is doing you a favor. She can do whatever she wants to do. I said, okay, I just kind of just be quiet, Tokes. So I said, no problem. So she took care of her car. And after that, we began to, she began to take me home. On the way, she said she wanted to stop by a house and change her clothes before she dropped me off. And I'm telling myself in my head, you know, you can drop me off first, <laughs> then go to your house and change your clothes. But I said, it's her day. I said, no problem. We can go to your place. So we got to her place and she parked the car and she looked at me and she said, Tokes, why don't you come in? (laughs) And relax while I go change up. Now, if somebody asked me, Tokes, do you think she was trying to pull a fast one? Do you think she was trying to seduce you? I would say no, because she's a godly woman. She loves the Lord. She's classy. I would say perhaps my paranoia was based on my debased mind. But I am not trying to find out otherwise. <laughs> because for lack of better illustration, I have this. I'm, I'm Even right now, I'm thinking about, OK, what if I said yes? and went into the house or maybe she gave me a cookie on milk and she went into change up and she comes out. And the only thing she's wearing is a smile. 
I'm not sure I will make it out the way I want to make it out, especially when I just started teaching in the singles class. Some in the car, it took five seconds to do all the math. I said, thank you, but I'll stay in the car. So she left. She changed up, got back in the car, was taking me home, said, hey, do I need anything? She could get me something. I said, I'm good. Take me home. We're just near my house. She was like, hey, you want to go to the groceries? Can I get you anything? Anything like that? I said, I am good. Thank you very much. And I went home. How many of you know that that was the last time I asked her for a ride? I'm trying to avoid. Maybe nothing will have happened, but man, you got to avoid. Avoid. Avoidance will save you a lot. So number one, avoid. Number two, resist. Resist. James chapter 4, verse 7. And it says, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. Now, in order to resist the enemy, you have to be submitted to God first. And practically, we fundamentally submit to God when we submit to his word. His word simply says, abstain from sexual immorality amongst other things. But if I'm not submitted to the word of God, then I can't resist the enemy because the enemy knows I'm not listening to that. So if you're going to avoid, number one, because some things you just can't avoid. I mean, you can't avoid. You can avoid all you want, but there comes another level where you have to resist. You have to resist. So number one, you avoid. Number two, you resist. An example of this is Joseph. We know the story in Genesis 39. Potiphar's wife seduces him, and he resisted. Then he avoided. So basically, he did the first two. He avoided because the scripture says he was trying to stay away from her. Then he resisted. But sometimes avoiding and resisting is not good enough. And this brings you to the third point. You have to flee. You have to flee. Joseph did the avoiding. He did the resisting. But she, Bible says one day she caught him. You see, some people, some things you can avoid but so much. You can resist, but so much, but one day they're going to catch you. What are you going to do? You have to tear yourself out of that situation and be gone. Second Timothy 2.22 says, flee youthful lust. Doesn't say think about it. Doesn't say rationalize about it. Doesn't say pray about it. It says flee youthful lust. But it doesn't just say flee. It says flee youthful lust. And pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on God with a pure heart. So I think some have said there are two sides to God's deliverance. He doesn't just deliver you from, he delivers you to. The challenge is some people are aware that they have to get out of something, but they don't get into something. So he wasn't, the key is not just fleeing away. You got to flee to something. You have to cut off from some friends. You have to flee from some environment. Sometimes, you know, depending on what the situation is, you may have to just quit your job. You may have to quit your job. Or get out of an apartment. Cut off from some friends. 
and look for another job and look for other friends and begin to hang out with people who are serious about their walk with God. So number one, avoid. Number two, flee. Number th- I mean, number one, avoid. Number two, resist. Number three, you flee. And number four, feed your spirit and starve your flesh. Feed your spirit and starve your flesh. Galatians 6 verse 8 says, He who sows to the flesh or your human nature will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap eternal life. The Greek word translated as eternal life there is zoe, meaning the God kind of life. So we have appetites. We have We have everybody here, we all have lust in the flesh and lust in our eyes. We all have it. But we need to position ourselves in environments where we are not investing or triggering our natural desires. We need to get ourselves out from that environment, starve whatever feeds our natural desires, but instead position ourselves to feed our spirit, feed our spirit. In Galatians 5.1, I believe it says that Jesus has made us free. Let us not get entangled in bondage again. Stand fast in the freedom that Jesus has made for you. Don't entangle yourself into a yoke of bondage. In Galatians 5.13, it says we are called to freedom, but let's not use our freedom to indulge our flesh. So we need to feed our spirit and starve the flesh. When we feed the spirit, then it can allow us to live in the way God wants us to live. And we starve our flesh. It takes out the things that trigger us to make the poor decisions. Galatians 5.16, someone mentioned it earlier. Walk in the spirit and you will not Fulfill the lust of the flesh. Some translations say, let the spirit lead you and you will not gratify your fleshly desires. So how do you know when you're in the flesh or when you are succumbing to your natural human nature? And how do you know when you are being led by the spirit? It reveals in between Galatians 5, 19 to 23. But it's interesting that the first thing mentioned to let us know that the works are the doings of the flesh. There's a difference between the way the scripture presents what happens with the flesh and what happens with the spirit. It talks about the works of the flesh, but it talks about the fruit of the spirit. There's a difference. It doesn't say works of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, but works of the flesh, letting us know that we are the ones working this thing. And the first thing it mentions is sexual immorality. First thing mentioned, the work of the flesh. How do I know that I'm in the flesh? The first thing mentioned is sexual immorality amongst other things. It's almost like, almost like sexual indiscretions open the door for everything else. Sexual indiscretion opens the door for everything else. The very things God is trying to protect us from. And you can see what it's like when you are in the flesh and when you are led by the spirit of God, then you bear fruit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness or gentleness, and self-control. Self-control, which First Thessalonians 4 verse 4 says, learn how to control yourself in sanctification and honor. So I want to encourage everyone here tonight to avoid sexual immorality. Or to get out of it, we have to avoid, we have to resist, which is contingent on us submitting to God. We have to flee and we have to feed our spirit with the word of God and in environments of worship and prayer and all, all that kind of good stuff and starve the flesh, which means sometimes you have to not watch certain things and hang out with certain people and go to certain places. Amen. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. O.J. Tooks has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Toke's Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.